Hello and welcome to Pep Talk, the persuasive evangelism podcast. I'm Christy and as ever I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Andy Bannister himself. Andy, hello, how are you? I'm convinced, Christy, that the introductions get more and more exotic the later in the afternoon we get. We've had a busy afternoon of recording and every time it's got more impressive. But uh, thank you and uh, really, really great to be, to be, uh, to be with you uh, today as ever. Oh, good. I'm glad because we have a really great guest joining us uh, as ever. Um, Craig Dyer. Craig, welcome to the show. Hi there, Christy. Hi, Andy. Great to be with you. So glad that you are with us. We um, were just chatting before before the show as to how we can introduce you well, because you're up to so much. You're um, well, firstly, you're based just outside of Glasgow. Um, You're an associate pastor, aren't you, at Harper Church? That's right. And for about, 30, about 13 years or so, you'll be, you are the training director of Christianity Explored Ministries. That's exactly what I'm doing at the moment, yes. I mean, at the moment, <laughs> that which shall not be named continues to, yes. to rage on apace, doesn't it? Um, what is that, how has that affected your, your role at Christianity Explored? What new opportunities has that opened up for oh, you? Oh, wow. My goodness. My wings have been absolutely clipped, Christy, this, this last year. Um, strangely, I started 2020 uh, out in the in the Far East doing a conference in Kuala Lumpur with a couple of thousand Chinese pastors last January. So that was a hot ticket. We we were thinking about ought we to do it, ought we to go, but it was an immense privilege to go and serve these guys, uh, just in a small way, really. But uh, it was a huge joy. And then I came back, and I think my family and friends thought I was being a crank when I said I wanted just to be playing it safe and uh, isolate for five days. Um, but now then that's become the that's become the pattern for everybody. And that was me for the year. And so just like uh, you guys, the work of Solus, we've moved as much as we can online. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been remarkable to see how the Lord in his kindness has allowed us still to use these opportunities. Um, I think Andy and I have talked about this before on, on other things that we've done that that glorious thing when Paul talks about the word not being bound, and that's been our experience. We've had opportunities to go online and to do some training and to uh, just encourage people, try to give them, uh, try to give the believers a bit of a, a vision as to how we can use these days when when people are desperately looking for answers. Um, but I'm doing it all from the front room instead of from the uh, instead of travelling around the world. And actually, one of the one of the bizarre things is that at uh, 2.15 tomorrow morning when the rest of you in the UK, I hope, are all safely tucked up in bed. I'll be starting a conference at 10.15 in the morning in, in uh, Singapore. And you have to get up at some bizarre hour of the night and, uh, and do that kind of thing. But nonetheless, it's a, it's a huge privilege to be able to serve um, in that way. Yeah, I love the um, the kind of sort of enthusiasm and, and, and energy that you have, Craig, even though these are difficult times. And suppose I, I suppose a question that leads me to is I know, you know there's a temptation right now for churches to maybe think, you know, we, we just need to keep the lights on. We need to just keep our Sunday morning services streaming. We just need to keep the thing crunching forward. And, and evangelism, you know, what we'll think about that in the summer. We'll think about that, you know, in the autumn when we're out the other side of this. But I get the sense that you'd be saying to somebody like that, no, 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 there's there's opportunities right right now. How, oh, how can somebody perhaps use, you know, Christianity explored? Right yeah, now. I mean, I totally recognise that. Uh, description, Andy, because I think that's normal for churches. There's always a reason why evangelism is not the, not the time for evangelism. There's always a reason for that, because sharing the gospel is so gloriously potent uh, in terms of advancing the cause of the Lord Jesus. And apart from anything else, it stops the church from becoming trivial. 
So, I, I mean, at, at any level, um, I think a, a, a church who have decided that um, we just need to focus on keeping the lights on, as you say, just working internally, keeping an eye on each other at the moment. I, I think the way you do that is by keeping the proclamation of the Lord Jesus front and centre. Now, I, now, definitely there are concerns for us. Many pastors will know at the moment the whole spectre of pyjama church is becoming an enormous challenge and there are people who've got used to it and are quite enjoying the fact that we don't have to rush out with the kids on a Sunday morning. And so we do have concerns about the church families. Um, and I think that's absolutely reasonable and we've got to address that and do all we can. But I, I never see it in the New Testament in terms of a there's these two twin things we have to do, um, edification and evangelism. I, I think the two of them belong together. The way that you keep the church safe, the way that you see believers grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus is to be an environment where his gospel is being proclaimed so that you're keeping them safe. You're keeping them, so to speak, saved by constantly reminding them of the gospel. And at the same time, you're engaging together prayerfully and imaginatively and, and um, hopefully winsomely in, in helping them to reach out to their friends and, and, and then to have some corporate ideas about how you might do that. Hmm. Have, you, have you any stories? Have you seen that done, done well uh, where you are in Glasgow at the moment or elsewhere? What, that, what does that look like? Well, I've seen it done. It, it, <laughs> eternity will reveal whether it was done well or not. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I... I I mean, it's been a thrill for me actually this year to be in touch with friends across the country um, who, like ourselves, have just had a go. So we didn't feel particularly attuned to it. We didn't feel particularly well equipped. Um, you know, we made a, a real mess of Zoom the first few times we did it, and we we still do. I mean, I was leading our Zoom fellowship on Sunday night for the prayer meeting and, and made a, a real botch of the whole thing so that, <laughs> that, that still force, yeah. we, we actually we actually had a we actually had a male stripper appear one night on the on the zoom uh, <laughs> oh, and as far as i know nobody booked the guy but there, there he was uh doing his thing and we were <laughs> i was i was supposed to be riding shotgun and looking after security and uh this guy got on somehow so i mean there's all that everybody's got stories to tell um but but what we did was we just said well look um this is going to be slightly uncomfortable. We're not all technical wizards. We don't all feel hugely able in this area, but the stakes are so high. We've got to be um, reaching out with the glorious news of the gospel at a time when people are, you know, uh, you know and I don't even need to go into the details of describing it because we're talking about it all the time, but just so conscious of death, of the uncertainty of life, of how things change. Um, I noticed the BBC today had a, had a nice thing, a kind of pastoral warmth before the one o'clock news that said the future is not cancelled. And it was their kind of, kind of way of just trying to calm people who, who are facing anxiety. And that's a lovely message. But the trouble is the future is so uncertain. And that's what la the last year has taught us. And therefore, we've got this glorious opportunity to do something. So we go out with our two loaves and, 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 and a few fish, uh, five loaves and two fish, and we... We say, right, it's not much, but Lord, you take you take our efforts and, and let's see what we can do. And so it's been lovely. It's a long answer. Sorry about that. But it's been lovely to hear. Oh, from I like you. that. The one thing I'd add, Craig, here in Dundee, we would take our loaves and fish, deep fat, fry them first. And well, then we would absolutely. Take them out. 
Well, and in Glasgow, right. if you were going to deep front, you'd have to get rid of the Mars bars first. But yeah, definitely you would do you would, you would nice. do that. Um, and uh, and you know, so just having a having a crack at it, and everybody I've I've, I've talked to who's done it has has been surprised by how much joy they got from it, just by the just by the joy and the yeah. privilege and the help the Lord gave them, and the relationships they built. And I've heard testimonies of people saying they were not at all sure that they should be involved with these weird Christians. And yet they found them to be such a, a, a cheerful, positive, kind, winsome group, and they 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 listened to them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's all of that. It, there's no, there's it's not to do with having terrific skills. It's just to do with trusting the Lord, being confident in His word, and having a go. So, in terms of having a go, um, Craig, I mean, it's a good opportunity to sort of you know get quite practical here for perhaps. You know, churches or groups who've never never played with with Christianity Explored as a, as a tool or as, as a resource. Just very practically speaking, how do they get started? Is there somewhere they go? Is there a is there a website? I mean, where would people go to go? Okay, I yeah. want to have a go. At this thing. Yeah, certainly, Andy. So we have we have two websites. Um, ChristianityExplored.org is the main outward facing website. So it's resources for uh, our friends who don't know the Lord and, and you guys have participated in that and given answers to difficult questions and all kinds of things like that. So that's that's a terrific resource evangelistically. And then we have ceministries.org, which is our kind of way of trying to serve the believers and the, and the local churches across the country. And there's loads of information there. There's online training. There's seminars about how you would get going running Christianity Explored on Zoom. And there's... Um, opportunities to contact us directly and we try to get back within 24 hours and we often do it in less time than that to try and um, answer questions and uh, just encourage people in this work and really in terms of what it is we offer it's it's not rocket science we we believe that the power to change lives is in the word of god um, we believe that his holy spirit enables us to articulate that gospel and and therefore we've just put together as you know a, a a set of resources that help believers talk to unbelievers about the Lord Jesus as we go through Mark's gospel. And what we're doing is just praying as we as we go through a series of discussions, question and answers on Mark's gospel, listening to or, or watching a, a, a video film. Um, we're just praying that, as we often say, the Lord Jesus will walk off the pages of that gospel into their lives um, because we really are all about him and we're all about the word. And, and we're just looking for opportunities to get people's noses into the Bible and for them to discover that it's not the closed book they, they, they thought it was. But there's lots of help there um, for for folks if they want to have a have a crack at it. Now, I think that's one of the, the many reasons that um, Andy and I just love what, what you're doing, Craig. It's just wonderful. Thank you so much for all of your um, your hard work in resourcing and equipping us like this. If... um. So knowing that at the moment we're we're largely online, we aren't seeing friends face to face. Well, how can how can we as just individual Christians in our ones, maybe twos, um, in households, what what would you think it might look like for us to go about inviting a friend or or a colleague to one of these online um, Christianity Explored courses um, or meetings? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the way you framed that, Christy, is so key for us to, to realise that <clears throat> um, though there are great opportunities, um, nonetheless, we are significantly disadvantaged by the fact that people are not going to be ex- to, to experience the local church at the moment. They're not really going to be 
in the company of Christians. Now, they, 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 they will get that to some degree online, on the Zoom call or on the Google Meet or whatever you use, but it's not the same. And I, I, I'm a great believer that they, they hear the gospel from the church, but they also see the gospel in the church. And so that sense of drawing people into real live community is absolutely essential. And so although I'm an enormous advocate of using the opportunities and using the digital platforms, I think that's wonderful that we can do that. Uh, I would always want to say, uh, but where possible, let's let's not shift everything online. Let's make sure that we also, um, as much as we can, give opportunity for people to come and experience what it is like to be among Christians, because it's a, it's a, a huge apologetic for the gospel when there is a when there are people who've, whose lives have been transformed by the Lord and who just it, it can just express His love uh, to others. So that's massive. But I think then beyond that, it's a matter of I guess we have different types of relationship in our lives, and we will have some people who, with whom we have a sufficiently strong relationship that they trust us. And it might be a matter of saying to them, um, you know, I, you, you know that I love the Lord and you and I have never really had a chance to talk about this. And I know this is a bit awkward and I don't want you to make, make you feel awkward, but I know you're not doing much. You're watching repeats of Friends. Um, on a why, why don't you, would you, would you come for an hour? Would you just come for an hour and just come for one night and, and see what it is I'm talking about? Uh, because I would love, I'd love to be able to talk to you about that. You know, that might be the kind of conversation you would have with a friend that, that acknowledges, look, this this is a bit awkward. I feel, you know, because so so we're not we're not seen to be completely clueless as to how that sounds. But there's a warmth and there's a kindness behind it. There's a, a genuine desire to serve that person and to let them know that we're for them, and we'd love to introduce them to our best friend. And for them to see the Lord Jesus, I think things like that are helpful. Um, and then there will be other circumstances where um, we have people in our lives, and they bump along for years, and they don't seem to pay any attention to what we're saying. But then something happens; they have a loved one in ICU, or worse, they lose a loved one, and the change of circumstances changes the relationship. And we would never want to be opportunist. But nonetheless, we can draw alongside and lovingly, wisely, prayerfully seek to be a friend to them in that context when so many others don't know what to say, don't know how to handle it, just say silly things about death. Um, we can draw alongside and, and have some substance to that. So there's just a couple of examples that come to mind in terms of just trying to see where we are, and then there will always be the the exceptional circumstances, the people we we bump into, or or uh, we're not doing so much bumping into these days, obviously, but the people that we just encounter in life somehow, um, at some point, out of the blue, apparently, and you just never know who's praying for them. You just never know what grandmother they had, or uh, what influence they had in their life, and they might be far away from the Lord and appear to be totally disinterested but there might be a little group praying for them every day you just don't know so you have a crack at it and i think just yeah. have a have an aware have a kind of radar in your a radar screen in your life and be thinking about well where are people and where am i with them and where are they in terms of where is our relationship in terms of articulating the gospel i think 
The other thing as well, Craig, I wonder as, as, as well, is that while, yes, in some ways, you know, opportunities for interaction are restricted right now because of lockdown, we've also got more than we more than we realise. You know, we still see our neighbours. We still bump into people, yeah. you know, as we're out and about. You know, my wife, who has all the great ideas in, in our house, you know, came up with the idea the other month of, you know, delivering random cakes to sort of families that we know locally. Like, you wow. know, the, the reaction next door, we just knocked on the door and said, hey, we're just baking, we'd like a chocolate cake. And it was a conversation starter. It was like, it's not as good as in-person hospitality, but it's laying all those foundations yeah, that A, we can pick up after lockdown, and B, you know, we have a conversation on the doorstep and things. And so I wonder if there's something in, in yeah. looking for those relational opportunities, even while there are limits, right? Yeah, no, I think that's that's beautiful. I just wish you were my neighbour, but um, and <laughs> I, 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 I love chocolate cake. Not that that was the point, but... Uh, no, I think that's me. I mean, I guess what you're really what you're exemplifying there is where there is the desire, where there is the heart for that. You know, the Lord will give you opportunity. You're going to see things. You're going to have ideas. You're going to think about how you can do that. And I think it's the something to to do with the naturalness of it. We, we've taken as our tagline at CEM, love, live and tell the good news. And it's that idea of, first of all, loving it for ourselves. First of all, be freshly on a daily basis, just blown away by the grace of God, so that I, I fly the day off the off that, and 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 therefore I live it out, and therefore I tell it as an overflow instead of it being a a pressure, um, and I think that's what you're articulating there, Andy. One last thing, I I guess I wanted to talk about is we've got a we do actually have a couple of minutes. Um, Kind of left. We've talked a lot about kind of Christianity explored and your role there, but also as Christy said in the introduction, you know you're also involved uh, in the uh, in Harper Church there in Glasgow. And we were chatting before the show, and you were talking about you know the church there is doing so much in terms of reaching out. But one particular way that it's reaching out right now is in terms of sort of asylum seekers and that whole community. Very briefly, um, Craig, what are you guys doing there? Anything you can share that perhaps you've learnt as a church through doing that that might yeah. be helpful to others to have those kind of communities? Uh, on the doorstep of their churches? Well, it's a great example of what I was just talking about there in the sense that the Lord has put our building um, very near to the asylum-seeking processing centre for the government. Uh, We're just literally a stone's throw just along the road from them. And so the vast majority, well, obviously all the asylum-seekers who come to Glasgow, and that's a fair chunk uh, in the UK, uh, come to within a short distance of our door. So we set up a community meal in the days when we could do that, and we got leaflets printed, and uh, we made sure that they knew about it, and our friends down at the Home Office were kind enough to give these leaflets away because uh, we, it meant that people would come along, they could get a warm meal, they could get a welcome. Uh, we had Farsi translators. We, we were able to help them with uh, some food and clothing. Uh, through lockdown, we, we tried to help them with data packages and uh, tablets and so on for those who had no way of accessing uh, the internet, which was so essential to them. So we built friends. It's rather like you remember the the uh, RSPB said if you uh, the the um, you know if you make a home for the birds they will come, and it's like that. If you if you make a home for people they will come, and we tried to do that. We just said here is an opportunity on our doorsteps. People are in a desperate situation. They're so lonely. They're away from their family. They're often men on their own with their uh, wife and children uh, back in the countries from which they fled. And we just wanted to be friends to them and and, um, and build uh, a relationship squarely based on the gospel so that we 
we get to know them and they get to know us. And uh, then we have Christianity explored in, in, in several languages now and just little groups have grown from it. The Lord has helped us massively. I mean, it's, it sounds like, it, it may run the risk of sounding idyllic. It is a massive amount of work. And COVID has put it into um, a very different perspective. It's been much tougher to keep all that afloat. But nonetheless, in God's kindness, we've seen many, many people come to know and trust the Lord and be baptised. The majority of them, after they've been given leave to remain, I say that just as a kind of indication that they're not doing it in order to get leave to remain. Um, And uh, we're pretty cautious about that. But it, it has been amazing to see this gospel go to the nations on our own doorstep. Craig, it's such an encouragement to to hear you share these stories of the wonderful things in which you're involved. You've infused me no end and really encouraged me as well in my own um, personal evangelism with my own friends. Thank you so much for your for your time today and for your wisdom and just such a, a rich texture uh, that's just so evident in your love for the Lord as you as you talk about Him and sharing Him. Thank you so much. Well, it's been my absolute joy, uh, Christine and Andy, and thank you for all you do for us. You serve us brilliantly uh, with these programs and with all the resources that are available in Solace. We're deeply grateful to you. Thank you ever so much. That's such a kindness for us to hear that. Um, well, the time is sadly against us. We're now um, at the end of this episode. Thank you so much for, for joining us and for listening. Andy and I will be back again in two weeks' time for the next episode uh, with another um, person who knows and loves the Lord and will be able to um, equip us in our sharing of him. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Bye. Bye.